630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca on Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Coaches Show for this day. It's by number two for the Eskimos this week. They're 12 games into 2019 and are 500 and currently on a three-game losing streak. They're sitting in fourth place in the West, two points back of Calgary and Saskatchewan. The Riders and Stamps, though, do have a game in hand. Next game for the Eskimos, September 20th, Ricky Ray night, as the Eskimos host the Hamilton Tiger Cats and put Ray's name up on the wall of honor. Eskimos head coach Jason Moss joins us now. Good evening, Jason. How are you? All right, thanks. Uh, all right, let's start with the news of the day. First off, the Eskimos signed defensive end uh, Matthew Betts to a contract today, taken third overall in the draft in May, uh, released on the final cutdown day by the Chicago Bears. Jason, uh, what do you know about Matthew Betts? Well, just watching him on film last year, um, you know, very impressive uh, player. You know, speaking to Matthew Bertron and Danny Machocha about him, Danny recruited him, and Matthew obviously coached him there. They rave about the person that he is and work ethic that he has and how much he loves football. And, you know, it's obviously when you watch him play, he, he plays it the right way. And uh, meeting him today, he's excited about being here and being an Eskimo and helping any way he can. What kind of role do you think he's going to have, especially to start? Well, I mean, it just depends on how fast he picks things up. But we expect him to be on the roster and contribute, whether it's special teams or whether it's just as a D lineman, uh, moving him around. But obviously, he's got to learn our system and, and understand it. I mean, I, I know he's a smart kid, and you know, talking like I said about him, he, he's got a great work ethic. So I know he'll do the one-on-one work that we ask of our players. And the faster he picks up, the more uh, impact he'll have. But uh, ultimately, we expect him to to definitely play some right away, and uh, kind of that will depend on you know how he's doing overall. Uh, he obviously spent the summer playing uh, four-down football in the States with the Chicago Bears at their training camp. I guess you got to forget a few things and relearn a few things now coming back to the Canadian game. Yeah, I mean, he was playing a position he wasn't accustomed to playing down there, being an outside linebacker. So, obviously, a different athleticism that takes, um, different skill set. But uh, I think he's, you know, the, the position he'll be playing with us will be a familiar position for him. Uh, I'm sure it'll be nice for him to get back to three-down football and being a yard off the ball and all those things. And, um, you know, again, just watching the way he plays the game, he plays it the right way. He's a constant hustle guy. He gets after people and just has that tenacity about him. So that's what we're looking forward to. That's a lot of the way we play defense anyways. So I think he fits right in with the talent that we have. One thing that always pops out on the scouting report about Matthew Betts is his, his get-off as he, uh, as he gets to the quarterback quickly. No, no question. I mean, that's uh, definitely been a, a, a positive of him, something we definitely noticed uh, scouting him. Um, and it's just, to me, when you watch him play, there's lots of things that pop off with him, but a lot of it's hustle. A lot of it's the way he gets after people. He never, has a, he never quits, and uh, he's got a great motor. And that's what I think you need to play football. And uh, definitely the way we talk about defense, about hustling, the you know, we always have that saying that the more you hustle, the luckier you get. And he epitomizes that, if you ask me. A lot of guys in his position might take the wait-and-see approach and maybe hope a, a, another shot at an NFL team comes along. It sounds like, uh, listening to him today, he just wants to play football. He seems very eager to jump right in and, and be a factor here. 
Yeah, no, I still think speaks volumes of the guy he is, the kind of guy he is. Um, you know, it, he didn't even uh, blink when we called and we started talking about things. And, you know, it was very uh, paramount to him to, to not, not sit out a football year. And he wanted to play. He loves the game. So, you know, we, one of the things, we one of the 12 attributes we look in our players is passion for the game. And obviously, if you're willing to not sit out and you want to play right away, you've got some passion for the game. And, and that's awesome to see. All right, so the Eskimos announced the signing of uh, Matthew Betts today, third overall pick in last May's draft, and he'll be at practice when the team comes back after the bye week, which is underway now. Uh, before we move on, Jason, can you give us any kind of an update on quarterback Trevor Harris, who, of course, left the game early on Saturday? Yeah, just like I said today at my presser, I mean, he's got a, a an injury to his arm, throwing arm. Um, it's something that, you know, we expect to get better with rest, um, you know, but ultimately we're not going to know until days go by it. You know, we're going to give him all the rest that he needs. Um, ultimately, we don't practice again until Saturday, and that's generally for other players. You know, Trevor didn't practice the last time we had a day A, so, you know, it's for our guys that don't get a lot of reps in the season to practice more. So he really doesn't have to practice till next Monday or Tuesday. Um, and, you know, obviously we'll be monitoring his progress on his rehab and then with the expectation that he will be able to play. But uh, ultimately, we'll have to wait and see. Seems like he was really working hard to get back into the game on Saturday, doing whatever he could to to fix whatever was wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that just didn't respond uh, to the treatment that we gave him uh, through the week and and obviously uh, the day of the game. So, you know, obviously you hope that that doesn't continue uh, with a new course of treatment and maybe it works better. But ultimately rest is what it needs more than anything. And uh, we're affording that time. Um, And then, like I said, hopefully it all works. All right. Uh, luckily, uh, falls at the right time of the year with the bye week coming here now. Uh, how much did the game change for you guys when, when he went out? You had a pretty good start to the football game, I thought, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it, the start was, was great. I mean, obviously, you know, we get a, a pick. We turn it into seven points. Trevor does a great job finding Kevon after a couple of good runs by CJ. Um, you know, it couldn't have started any better. We kind of, you know, get the monkey off our back in the red zone like we talked about ad nauseum during the week about our red zone woes and, you know, come out and start that way. And you feel great about the start and the way we're going to play. And then, you know, the second series, we have Greg streaking down the right side um, with the play that we'd put in. And he looks right at him and he knows he can't make the throw. And he goes to try to throw an easier throw and it sails over uh, Mars's head. And he just knew he couldn't throw the rest of the game. Uh, he thought he'd be putting us in a worse situation. So, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to think if he was on, on point with the, his throwing mechanics and his ability to throw that second ball to Greg, it's probably a big play as well, puts us in scoring position again, but it wasn't in the cards. So, you know, how it affected the rest of the game, you know, I thought Logan came in and did some really good things for us, having, you know, he took he's the one who took the reps during the week, um, but how many reps did he take? We had 25 reps he took for practice, so it's not like we practiced a lot. Uh, but I thought for a guy coming in, playing your first live rest of the season, I thought he did a tremendous job for us. Gave us a chance. Um, you know, he made some big-time throws, and then he he missed some throws that I know he can make. So, you know, ultimately he learned a lot of that game. I think he's going to be better for it. We're going to be better for it. Uh, moving on, having a, a backup that has experience now uh, this year. Yeah, a lot of people remember him from the preseason, obviously, but what they don't know is he hasn't played a CFL game in, in almost two years since uh, 2017. So coming in in that situation, I thought he fared pretty well. 242 yards, engineered a, a touchdown drive as well. 
Yeah, I mean, he engineered a touchdown drive. He had to get, we had another 10 or 12 play drive that he engineered with points. Um, you know, so he did some really good things. Um, you know, there's, there's things that we can shore up with details on our offense that would make everything a lot better. Um, but, you know, quarterback obviously controls some of that. But for your first time playing in a while, I mean, we were very, very pleased with his performance. Obviously, you want to always get better and learn from things. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, very thrilled that he uh, got in there. Uh, not under those circumstances, you never want your backup playing. But he gave us a chance to win, and that's all you can ask for him. Uh, you had uh, 10 penalties for 103 yards after a couple of games where you kind of got it under control for the most part. It kind of reared its ugly head again on Saturday. Well, I mean, we yeah we we look at that and we say you know you don't want the number ten. Well, they had ten as well. We declined two of their penalties, and you know one of them was uh, rough in the pass at the very beginning of the game that I probably could have challenged and probably would have won. Uh, we had Devaris Daniels with a, a foot uh, ankle out of bounds that goes up for a ball. You know that's hard to stop. That's hard to you know turn. Um, you know I'm trying to think if there's a couple other penalties that I'm not so sure. You know, the, you know, you like to think those 10 penalties, there's probably three or four of them that really are, you know, are there penalties that really hurt you or not? Um, you know, but the big ones were, you know, Nick Usher getting a penalty that aided a, made it a 30-yard penalty after the roughing the passer. You know, Money Hunter on the sidelines getting called for, for that. That's another 15-yard penalty. However, two plays later, they're punting. So a lot of times when we talk about our penalties, we talk about how you respond to the penalties. And, you know, there's times where it hurts you and sometimes it doesn't. But ultimately, I know this. I know we can't turn over the ball and we can't do those. And, you know, obviously we'll want to shore it up, but, uh, you know, we're working on it. All right. Uh, you said post game you were going to talk to Vontae Diggs and Josh Johnson about their little altercation. Have you had that discussion and has it all been straightened out? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where – Dante was saying something to a player and to an opposing player. We've talked about shoring that up and not doing that. And Josh was basically reminding him of that. Uh, how he did it was maybe not what Dante wanted to hear. But again, it's, I talked about it post game. The players on each team on our team is, are going to be emotional with each other at times. You know, particularly when you're winning or losing games or in a bad spot. But ultimately, they left it on the field and they didn't bring it in the locker room and they made up and. And all those things, just like I thought. You know, I was new. It was news to me hearing it after the game. But after talking to both of them, I get where they're coming from. You know, obviously, we talk big time about body language on the sidelines and and not allowing people to see our frustration and uh, to not be able to tell whether you're up or you're down. So that's more of what I'm disappointed in. I'm not necessarily disappointed in the fact that you get so emotional that those types of things come out. But obviously, we don't like people to to see us that way. And when it does come out, like I said, as long as it's left on the field and not brought in our locker room, I'm happy with that, and that's exactly what happened. All right. Uh, your defense, uh, last three games, you've av- you've given up over 30 points a game on average. You haven't had a sack for a couple of games now. Are teams making adjustments to your defense after having such a great start this year that maybe is going to force you guys to make your own adjustments to get back to where you were? Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to say. I mean... You know, obviously running the ball has been a, a, a big thing that people have tried to do on us. Obviously last game, Calgary has 29 yards rushing after rushing for 180 on Labor Day. So we made those adjustments, throwing the ball, throwing the ball. They had 280 yards of offense too. So, I mean, I get they had 26 points. We Obviously the name of the game is to score more than they do. Um, you know, in the last couple of games, you know, it, we definitely want to be being, playing better. But the way we played football – 
on Saturday night is exactly how we need to play it. We played fast, played physical. We were all over the place. We gave up some plays, which you're going to against a good offense, uh, but we made some plays too. You know, they had three turnovers. We had four pass breakups. We affected Bo Levi. We may not have sacked him, but we hit him, and we affected the quarterback. And that's a lot of times what we talk about. You know, you heard me talk about at the beginning of the year. Our job on defense is to affect the quarterback. That's our main thing we want to do is be aggressive, running to the ball, hustling, and affecting their quarterback. And when he throws three picks and they only have 280 yards of uh, offense and they only have 28 yards rushing, you affected him. You affected their offense. So, obviously not to the point where we want to, um, you know, ultimately. Um, but, you know, they, they are a good offense as well. You're listening to the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss, brought to you by Jiffy Lee. We'll take a break. Be back with more football talk after this. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley, brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Monday Night Football continuing. Uh, it is now New Orleans leading uh, Houston by a score of 24-21. Later on tonight, it is uh, Denver at Oakland in the second game of Monday night. Bringing the coach back in now, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, as you listen to the coaches show here on 630. Ch- Jason, you're into your second bye week now. Uh, it looks like it's come at the exact right time, possibly, for your team. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've talked about it before. I mean, you welcome them any time, but obviously if you're on a three-game losing streak and you feel like, you know, we played nine straight games, uh, a lot of tough games. Um, you know, they probably couldn't come at a better time. You know, we need to regroup, refocus, um, you know, and obviously we have a home game right after this. So, you know, we'd like to be on a, be at our best at that point. Um, so I, give, I think this time gives us some gives us the needed time to do that. I know the, the players have time off. You mentioned already that the coaches are going to be working. What kind of things do you need to get done this week as a coaching staff? Well, I mean, part of it's going to be self-scout. I mean, we're not going to work through the midnight oil doing it this week. We've got to take some time off ourselves as well, just not as much as the players get. Um, but self-scout's paramount. You know, you got to look and see what you've been doing the last nine weeks, um, see what other teams are seeing. Uh, you, you mentioned before, you know, what's a, what's a, what are other teams looking at to take, take advantage of our defensive stuff? And same thing on our offense. What are they doing that's stopping us? And, you know, it, sometimes during the week, particularly in short weeks, uh, you don't spend as much time look, analyzing that stuff. So it's nice at the time to reflect and look at what you've been doing and what you can be better at and improve upon what you've been good at. You haven't even noticed it, that you can continue to do and do better. So that's the biggest thing. And then from there, you, you, you've got a long week to prepare for Hamilton. We've got a lot of game film to watch on them. Um, so you can go through all the necessary things you need to. And then obviously we we are a game ahead of them. They play Calgary Saturday, and so we get one more one more look at them. So, you know, those are the things you do during the bye week, but for just as well as the players. We, the coaches need some time to reflect and some time to get away from football as well and to, to re-energize ourselves. I mean, we've been going since the 1st of May, uh, a few weeks before the players got here, and we've only had a few days off ourselves. So, you know, sometimes you just beat your head against the wall, and it's not good either. So, Rest is, is a good thing, and I think all of us needed it. When you come back after the bye week and uh, begin the schedule again, uh, what did, what's the big difference you want to see in your club from what you've seen, I guess, especially over the last three weeks? Um, I think just better execution. Uh, details is what we talk about the most uh, on our team and uh, the little things. It's, it's not big, glaring uh, weaknesses. You know, there's been different 
different plays made against us. Uh, we've made different plays, but ultimately it's details that I believe stop offenses, stop defenses, stop special teams. And so we need to shore up those. Um, I think our energy was great in this last game coming on a sh- off a short week, but I don't know that our energy was as what we needed on uh, Labor Day. So, you know, I think this, this time off allows for that to happen. Uh, I feel, feel like our guys are going to be more energized coming back to play and to finish this six-game stretch one at a time. But ultimately, that's kind of those little things that you're looking for. Details are the most thing, most important thing. And I think sometimes when you get a time to, to, to get off or to take off, when you come back, when you can have time to reflect, you, you, you lock in a little bit better. You've talked a lot this year about uh, the process uh, going through this season as you hit the, the two-thirds mark. Uh, where do you think you're at? Is it fair to say you've had a hiccup in that process over the last month or so? Well, it depends on what you mean by uh, a hiccup in the process because then you're, you're stating the fact that we haven't been doing it the right way and we haven't been going through a process. I think when you go through a process, that gives you the best opportunity to win. You're not going to win every damn week. All right, it's hard to win every damn week. So I feel like when you believe in your process, that's what you do. You stick to it, and that's what we're doing. Um, you know, you lose games for different reasons, and you learn from them, and you move on. But you don't sit there and question what you, you question. You can question, that's fine. But ultimately, what we do is we believe in what we do here, and we believe in our process. So whether you want to look at it as a hiccup or something, you know, we look and say we're doing it the right way. We just got to get better at it. All right, we've talked a lot about uh, we talked about Trevor Harris earlier and his injury. Uh, you've got a lot of guys who have been on the sixth game. Are are is anybody getting closer to a return to the lineup? Yeah, there's guys, but uh, they got to go through their whole sixth game in order to get off of it. So, you know, we've got the you know the guys that are on it. You know, when they when they get off their sixth game, they'll they'll be back. All right, uh, Jason, enjoy what's uh, left of uh, your week. Hope you get some time off. Thanks for your time tonight, and uh, we will uh, we will talk to you later on. Thanks very much. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, that is uh, Eskimos uh, head coach Jason Moss and uh, checking in tonight on the Coach Show. By the way, Coach Show next week will come to you on Tuesday night. Tuesday night next week will be the Coach Show because there's a hockey game on Monday night. Oilers will begin the preseason on Monday night next week of the game against uh, the Winnipeg Jets at home. So the Coach Show will come to you on Tuesday night. The Eskimos won't play again until uh, the 20th of September. They begin their final stretch of six games on the 20th of September against uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. That, of course, is a special game because it's the Ricky Ray game. Ricky Ray will have his uh, name put up on the Eskimos Wall of Honor at that game, so uh, make sure you get your tickets uh, ahead of time for that. Uh, Eskimos and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. First of two games against the Hamilton Tiger Cats to wrap up the season. They will also play them in Hamilton a couple of weeks later. And it's all looking like it could be a collision course for the Eskimos at the end of the regular season. Their final two games, October 26th at home to Saskatchewan, November 2nd in Saskatchewan. Those two games could be for a spot in the standings for one or both of those teams. Right now, the Eskimos are 6-6. Six and six. They're in fourth place in the West. They do have the crossover position right now. Three wins ahead of the Ottawa Red Blacks, who the Eskimos also will play one more time this year. So, next game is uh, September 20th against the Hamilton Tiger Cats here on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. The Eskimos News of the day, of course, is the signing of Matthew Betts, defensive end, played in Laval, had a great U Sports career, uh, got a, a 
un, uh, undrafted free agent contract with the Chicago Bears, went to their training camp, had a real good training camp, in fact made it to the last day of training camp before he was released. He signed today with the Eskimos. He's in the playbook this week. He'll be on the field practicing next week. And uh, both uh, Jason Moss and uh, General Manager Brock Sutherland said he'll be in the lineup on September 20th, and uh, he says he'll try to make whatever impact he can for the rest of the season. All right, that's it for tonight. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Remember, Coach's Show next week will come to you on Tuesday night at 7.30. My name is Morley Scott. Have a good evening, everybody. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.